Welcome, ladies and gents, to, an, to the second episode of the Scouts Wrestling Podcast with me, your host, Mark O'Brien. My guest today is the Playboy Prince of Professional Wrestling. He's also your girlfriend's favourite wrestler. He is Lance Rivera. How are we doing, Lance? I'm not too bad. How are you? Yeah, not too bad at all, mate. Not too bad at all. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good, man. I've seen you a few times. Um, obviously, just kind of like glanced at you. Obviously, met you on Sunday. Kind of properly, obviously shook your hand and stuff like that and had a little chat. Um, so yeah, no, it was good to finally get you on. I know you kind of reached out when I first mentioned this, which was which was awesome. I didn't expect anyone to reach out and that you were the first one that said, listen, does he need anyone, any guests on? And you were the first one to reach out on, so I appreciate that. And it was, uh, it was good. And it was just getting it started was, was the was the ball of getting it all set up and ready to go. I haven't wanted to do it for donkeys, like, so um, I appreciate you. Saying you beat me first guest. On, oh, I'm um, <laughs> well, there you go. That's it. It's free publicity and that. So yeah, that's fair enough, mate. That's fair enough. So what we'll do is we'll being helpful. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> see, that's the healing, you. You know what I mean? I've always got that. Uh, always had that agenda of doing things for yourself, and that's so that's sound. That's sound. Um, what I wanted to ask as well. I wanted to just obviously we'll crack it out into it. So the. When was your first kind of memory um, of like professional wrestling? Like, was there anything that you watched, or was there like people growing up that like kind of got you into professional wrestling, or how did you? What was your first memory um, of obviously seeing professional wrestling? Um, so my very very first memory, uh, I had a VHS. Sorry, story. I was I had a VHS of The Rock. Um, know your role. Okay. It was passed down between my brother, my sister, and me. And uh, that's my first memory, my first, like, clear memory of, like, on the video, it has, like, vignettes of, like, The Rock between matches and things like that. Yeah. And when it begins, he rolls up in a limo, and uh, he starts talking to the camera, saying, like, oh, I'm The Rock and whatever like that. And then my first memory of a match is him versus uh, Triple H on Raw. Okay. In a steel in a steel cage match, uh, Chad is at ringside, and then it's uh, well, he gets involved. Triple H ends up getting out of the cage, and then the Rock goes out afterwards. And so the referee's down, mm-hmm. and they start fighting outside the ring. And I just always remember being really disappointed that you couldn't do it on a uh, SmackDown just doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're quite obviously you're a lot younger than me. So obviously seeing that, so did you kind of grow up? In that attitude there, or was you just after it? Did you just kind of see things like stuff that was taped from, like, obviously, siblings, or did you actually see that kind of stuff live? Because, obviously, I would have thought the attitude there must have been coming to an end, just as you were yeah. kind of getting and So it was coming to an end. I remember watching something when I was very, very, very young. With, yeah. Um, my brother. So I do remember the Oval Smackdown stage. Um, All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, so I was born in 99. And then, um, yeah, so you were doing pretty much very, very, very tail end of it. Mm. Yeah, so um, was like the, was like the ruthless aggression era more, more your era of like wrestling yeah, and stuff I'd, like that? I'd say so. I'd say so because I, I grew up with, um, mainly with John Cena. And I remember the first, the first live pay I watched was Revolution 2006, you know, the one with the, uh, Birds Catches It. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the one. Oh, that's the one. I, no, no, but that was was that New Year's resolution. That's the one at the end when Vince comes out and says like, "The show's not over." And then yeah. Edge comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I was actually watching that the other day. I was actually watching the uh, there's a, there's a the ruthless aggression um, series on the on the actual network, isn't it? I was actually watching yeah. that the other night. Um, funnily enough, but yeah, I haven't watched the yeah. season yet, but um, um, I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah, the fit. Well, he's apparently Edge didn't want to be in the money in the bank, did he? He, he had to be kind of talked into being in the money in the bank because he just didn't get the concept of what the actual match entailed, and he was like, people were saying like, no, you need to be in this match, and he was like. Thank fuck people talk me into this match because <laughs> I I look like a dumbass now because like, this match this match kinda set my career on like this fucking trajectory just going to the moon like because obviously once he cashed in, I think he cashed in twice, didn't he? Because he won it yeah. did he win it again? Um and then he kind of like Kennedy for it. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he was, yeah, he was saying, like, because uh, they were doing, obviously, talking to them backstage, and then he was saying, like, I can't believe I had to get talked into it, and I was like, that's just, like, that's nuts, like, because the amount of, like, obviously, wrestlers that were in the first, um, money in the bank, obviously, you had, like, Sheldon Benjamin, Kane, Jericho, Christian, I think it was Rob Van Dam, Edge, like, Matt Hardy was in as well, there was just so many, so many... Was that, was that the second one? Was it? Yeah. Was it the second one? Yeah. 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 See, that's the thing with me, because the, the attitude there was my era, and obviously I started getting to a certain age where wrestling wasn't as cool, and it was more through the um, ruthless aggression. And I kind of seen like little bits in it, but like the likes of John Cena and CM Punk and stuff like that, they, I kind of missed yeah. a lot of them, so I kind of watched them now on the network, so I kind of like catch up of like what's happened. So when you youngsters come on and start talking about the ruthless aggression era, I'm like, it's vague as fuck to me. Like, I, like, I, I, I get <laughs> I get bits in that, and I'm like, and I say, are we talking about the Ruthless Aggression area? Because I kind of watched, obviously, the uh, the series, obviously the first series, and then the se- bits of the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, from like the late 80s up until, I'd say, 1999, 2001, maybe, um, which was when kind of the rock, when the rock was leaving to do more Hollywood stuff, and that's when I kind of like drifted off. Um, I was arresting yeah, getting... <laughs> yeah, I was getting more to me. Um, late teens, so I was going out more and wasn't cool yeah. to say, hey, I'm watching wrestling, you know. Even though you kind of like tried to watch it and catch up with stuff, it just wasn't it wasn't the cool thing to say, say to some bird, hey, I'm watching the wrestling, trying to, trying to watch it with us, and it was like, nah, it's just not going to happen, you know what I mean? So, kind of just fell by the wayside. I feel like that's the same now, like when you go out, you can't just go up to the bird and go, ah, oh, I'm going, um, going back home to watch wrestling now, so you're going to <laughs> it does it, it's a little bit better if you say, "Oh, I'm going off to wrestle." Yeah. Like, yeah oh, what do you mean? Yeah. Um, but not. Oh, yeah, I'm going home to watch wrestling now. I'll tell you. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rose on. Rose on at one. I'll see you in a bit. <laughs> I oh. did it the other week. Actually, I was out. Um, oh, it was during. I say the other week. It was during SummerSlam. I was out for for my mate's birthday, and I just had enough of being there because it was just such a shit night. <laughs> I'm, like, right, I'm going home now. Um, summer slams off. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's not too bad watching the big pay per views as well. That's what I kind of like. 
I just catch most of the stuff, for, especially for Raw and SmackDown now on like Facebook and that when they do like the uh, the top ten moments and yeah. I'll kind of I'll try and drift in and out of pay per views and that. But um, I'm more into the indie stuff now. I'm trying to w- watch a lot more and obviously trying to, to attend more of the indie stuff as well. So because it's just it's just, it's just more insane. Like three hours of Raw balls my mind. Like I couldn't I like trying to sit there and watch three hours of Raw is like. How people do it, and I see people who actually do like uh, all the reviews of war, and I'm like, you've sat through three hours of war of that. Like that's you need a medal because that's some going. Like three hours of war is like SmackDown's not too bad because there's more. There's obviously more wrestling um, yeah. on SmackDown than there is at Raw, but it's tough to watch. It's tough to get through three hours of war now, especially um, the way the product is, and that it's just. Yeah, so yeah, I think people just kind of like flick through matches. I think I try and watch it on uh, on BT on the uh, on the app because you get to choose, yeah. you get to like choose the segments that you want to watch. So you can just go right, I'll watch that match and that's done. I won't watch the yeah. whole thing of like people fannying about for twenty minutes talking about nonsense. But <laughs> it's hard. It's it's, it's yeah, it's hard because you're trying to compare. Yeah, you try and compare it to like. The attitude era, and that's the era we grew up on, and it's like potentially, well, it is probably the best era in professional wrestling. Um, so everything just gets compared to that, and it'll never be, it'll never be the same. But it's one of them yeah. you can always live hoping that. Um, what I wanted to ask as well, obviously, you mentioned obviously having the rock and obviously know your role. VHS uh, was growing up. Who was like your favorite wrestler while you were growing up? Um, it was, it was the Rock. It was always the Rock. Well, obviously, because he left, I had to pick another guy to follow. It was always um, after that, it was, it was Cena, but it was always The Rock because my favourite growing up. And then when he came back um, to wrestle Cena, I was I was, gr- was growing out of that Cena phase, and I was got to that point where I was like, right, now I'm HDM Punk. So then when yeah, yeah. The Rock came back, it was, oh my God, and then he said he was going to wrestle John Cena, and I was like, right, that's it, you're done for me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That was such a good feud in that as well, wasn't it? To be fair, like they had, um, they had the both of them because they both could talk on the mic. They had good chemistry, um, and the fact that they done, I think it was the the roar after WrestleMania. They, I think for the following WrestleMania, yeah. they come out and challenge. So it was a whole year of like build up to the following WrestleMania, which was a. Uh, which was decent, and that I thought that was I thought it was really good, and obviously like like obviously Cena was. Constantly giving him jibs about obviously having his promo on his uh, on his wrist and all that, and yeah. it was a uh, it was a good. So uh, yeah, that stuff like I kind of I like, caught back into and dropped in and out of it at that time. So all right, okay. So just, the rock. I've just realised as well. It was the rock, but I think it's Cena. I've just remembered that I went to the master phase and it was Cena up until like two thousand and seven eight, and it's great Jeff Hardy. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot that. I thought you fell off the scene, actually. I just realised, proper memory unlocked then. <laughs> so, obviously, yeah, Jeff Hardy, because I think most people, I think your age, obviously, Jeff was, at that time, he was kind of getting into his peak because he was more more doing singles, wasn't he, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, he didn't have the tag of obviously having to wrestle with obviously have Matt as well in his corner, so he kind of like he flourished quite a bit, especially wrestling like the likes of the Undertaker and stuff like that. And 
beating Tifa for the title and stuff like that um, was really good. Um, for and then I like I think for, for me personally, I think um, Jeff Hardy's run when he went to TNA um, was really good. Obviously, barring the the infamous match at Sting and stuff like that, um, I think yeah. his running. I think his running TNA at like back kind of thing was was really good as well. I think he was able to he was a bit more free to do things. Yeah, I think um, both of them were really good. Both of yeah. them running TNA. Yeah, I think they were. So that's the thing as well. TNA had a good a good solid like three three four years where they were, they had like Joe Styles, Angle, Sting, Jeff. Um, trying to think of anyone else. I think. Might have been Christopher Daniels might have been there as well. Obviously, you had a good tag team division with like Motor City Machine Guns, um, Beer Money, um, and so there was it was a good time to. And then obviously the likes of Hulk Hogan came in and just ruined it. Um, changed, I think he changed the ring a lot, didn't he? he changed the ring from the six sided ring to back to the uh, the four sided ring, which was like which yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah. That's it as well. I think TNA, everyone knew TNA was the six-hour ring. You turned over and it was like, wow, what the fuck is this ring? Like, like, getting thrown to the ropes and it's like, you could go on an angle to the ropes and it's, yeah, it was a, and obviously the, the X division was another, was another thing. I think, did he change that back to the, like, the Cruiserweight division and he, like, kind of changed everything round. and took away. Yeah, um, some of them X division matches were just, Unbelievable! Oh, some of them are just unbelievable. Like I, I keep seeing one where there's, I can't even think who it is. Um, and he kind of balances on the ropes and then does like a hurricane runner. I've seen the one where he walks across the cage. After what he like he walk, and then uh, yeah, as he's walking across the cage, so I think someone's sitting on the top of the cage and he hurricane runs yeah, them off, and it and it's just like fuck off. That's like the mad, isn't it? The t- the timing, if you if you either slip, you could fall either way off either the side of the cage onto the floor onto the onto the mat. You could fall split first and crack your nuts open. Like there's just <laughs> there's just so many. There's just there's just a thin line, isn't there? From like that, like a thin margin of like judgment of error. If you if you slip, especially obviously if you've been wrestling for a while, so obviously there must be sweat in the mat which goes on the back of your boots, and obviously you're on metal, so yeah. that's not going to help. So to I get the time with me. Walking across the ropes myself. Yeah, that, that fits me up enough. Just yeah, and being under what six foot up in the air on top of the cage, and that's just yeah. It's uh, I have a I have a deep admiration for anyone who can who can get into the ring and, and do stuff. I I couldn't do it. I'd love to have done it, but way too old to do to do stuff. Me thirty well thirty seven in March, so yeah, I'm well too old. I actually. <laughs> yeah. I think David starts like forty, didn't he? Yeah, I, I, here's a story. I actually came to training. I think I think you. I don't know whether you were there. That training. I actually came to the training in Runcorn once. I uh, <laughs> Tommy took me. Well, Tom. I got yes. Tommy. It's kayfabe. I cracked my shoulder doing a roll. Fuck me. Oh my god! Yeah, I do. <laughs> Fuck me! I split me. Sh- I, I cracked my shoulder. I couldn't drive home. I had the Pain was unreal. I can do right shoulder up because I, I used to do taekwondo and jujitsu, so I could do this. Was like when I was like 15, 16, so shoulder rolls weren't, weren't a problem. 
Done a right shoulder yeah. roll, not a problem. Done a left shoulder roll, and the whole of my body landed straight on my shoulder, and I went white. And I thought I, thought I was going to throw up, and I was like, we were 20 minutes in. We'd just done the warm-up, doing, like, obviously, all your, all your stretches and jumping jacks and all that shit, and then fucking... <laughs> literally, I, can't, I couldn't believe it. I was like, nah, this, this is clear enough for me, is it? Come on to me. Come on to the wife, and was like, I'm injured. She was like, fuck off. I was like... I've cracked my shoulder, like, and I'd cracked the top. Of, I'd, I'd cracked the top of my shoulder blade, like, I was just like, oh that, my God. that's it for me. Oh, so yeah. yeah, so yeah, so yeah, so I actually came to the to the. Uh, so I've actually done twenty minutes. I actually went back in to do um, Colin Edel types with with Tom, and then into a wrist lock, and he grabbed me the wrist and turned me down, and I was like, nope. I, I, no, I, me, 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 and just me wrist went, and obviously when he turned, obviously my shoulder turned with it, and I was like, no, no, I'm done. I can't. I, like, I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna physically knock it in front of people I've never seen before. So no, I can't do. This. I literally cannot do this. I'm like, that's it for me. I'm done. I'm like, I was like, fuck's sake. I couldn't believe it. I was so buzzing for it as well. I was like, do you know what? Let's do it. And yeah, it's just. No, it's not happening. So that's my story. I knew it was going to go at some point on someone on at some point on a podcast, and I didn't think it was going to come on on this one. But this is. I was going to say second one is good, good to get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was a it was a bit of a nightmare, but it is what it is. It's one of them. It's it's happened. I've done it, and that's it. Fair, though, you aren't you aren't like officially qualified as a wrestler until you've thrown off the training. That's how I feel anyway. <laughs> Yeah, well, I nearly did. I swear to God, I was like, do you know when you get that them sweats and you can feel white? And I was like, okay, I, I, I'm going to go sick in a minute. Like, this is ridiculous. And, yeah, I actually was like, I'm going to go sick. So I had to sit down for <laughs> 20 minutes. Started to drain back in, and I was like, no, there's definitely something wrong with my shoulder. Trying to drive on with one hand, one hand on the steering wheel, one hand trying to pull my arm, like, the gears down, and that was just... Yeah, it was I digress because it's not about me, it's about you. So let's uh, crack on to the next one. So digressing to my um my final broke me <laughs> Go on, what how did that happen? So um was it training and I just just figured out to uh four fifty. So I was feeling myself, I was big into myself, right? I was like, I got this. <laughs> so I've been watching a lot of new Japan. And uh, okay. I've been watching Kurt Rubiki, I was like, oh, do you know what, doing splash, it's going to be easy, it's just, just a cool fifty with like a flick. So I was like, super pissed off, because I'm getting like, so likes about. <laughs> so my girlfriend at the time is there, on the other, I'm looking at her on the other side of the ring, so I'm there going, you know what, I'm going to look fucking well cool in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've done it, I've done most of it, I've come down and I've rolled my ankle up behind me. Oh, fucking hell. And I've just felt it pass, and I stood up and went, looked at everyone and gone, everyone going, going mad because they're like, oh, he's done it. And I've just stood up and gone, ah, I broke my ankle. Oh, <laughs> everyone sort of taking the piss. So I've got up, walked away, sat down, he's like, no, everyone was like, no, no, you'll be all right, you just twisted it. So I'm like, okay. I was there going, yeah, people know more than me, even though I've like felt it go, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's sound. So I've got up after training and just walked around. <laughs> Gone to the pub, sat there in the pub. Had to get the train home um, after the races. 
and um, so I've had to stand on the train all the way home. And uh, I've got home, and I'm just like, fucking so sore, and I've gone to hospital, and I've broke it in two places, just walked away on it. Oh, and you've walked on it as well, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, I walked, walked on it, and uh, I went and sat in the pub and everything, and everyone was like, I think you need to go to the hospital, and I was like, no, nah, <laughs> That'll nah, be all right. I'm hard as nails, me. I'm lunch better. I don't, I don't, I don't go to sports. sports. I was more than willing to go at first, but it was the fact that everyone went, nah, you're fine. If you're broken, you're doing more and more pain. And I was just like, yeah, 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 that's not that, cool. <laughs> so people had convinced you that you were, you were fine and you actually had broken. That's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, I had one person say, I just I was honestly just thought you just didn't want to bother with training today. I thought you'd had enough. Like, you got bored. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. I was in a lot of pain. <laughs> so she walking on as well. Was you, was you, I can imagine it being like a, yeah, like, like a fucking balloon. But yeah. That's it crazy. Was like, and I put my shoe on and everything. Like, and there was a public road to. You have to walk right across the car park across the road and into the pub. So mm-hmm. I've done that, and I've had like my bag sat on the foot the old side of stuff. Look at hell, that's I ridiculous. I'm fucking right with you, and I was like popping like parachute roll in like I was broken every like few minutes. So it's like this is really uncomfortable. But fucking hell, it's really pissed. Imagine if it's broken. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so was that it? Did that end up getting like obviously cast and one yeah. of the uh, yeah the boots on and the? How long was you out for with that? Um. So I was out for about two months, I think, something like that, two and a bit months. How long have you been? How long had you been wrestling for at that point? Um, right, so I think it was about. It's just before my birthday, so I was eighteen. So I've been wrestling about maybe three years. All right. Okay. And then, okay. Yeah. So and then that kind of happened. So probably a nice little break. I was obviously have a little breather after a couple of years of doing stuff and kind of re- recuperate your body and let your body kind of chill out for a while. I always think it's like one of the best things that happened because um, when I came back, I was more appreciative of what I was doing. Yeah. And I started taking it a lot more seriously. Mm. Like I was getting in the gym more and everything like that. So it's, I think it's one of the best things that happened. Yeah, and that's it, and then sometimes that can happen. Obviously, you take a bit of a time, bit of a break away and get a bit of perspective from things and that, and yeah. obviously you come back with a bit more of a, a, bit, a bit more focus and a bit more motivation to do, thinking, do you know what, I'm actually decent at this, let's let's crack on and let's get it, let's let's see where it can take me, kind of thing. I'll get that. So when did you, how did you kind of get into the like, wrestling business? How, like, did, did someone take you, or was it yourself that was looking for the lack of training school at the time? So I, I've been I've been looking for ages. Like I've been wanting to do it for like a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But it's obviously when you when you're young. Because I started when I was sixteen, but I wanted to start like a year or two before that. Okay. So it was um, just getting there at the time. So obviously I was still in school. So yeah. Like saying, oh, I want to travel basically to Liverpool to go and train, and I I live quite a distance away. Yeah. It was a bit hard, so I was looking for other places. Um, and my first training session was when I was 16. Um, okay. And so I got in, basically I've been looking for schools for ages, and I found this one up in Manchester, and it turned out it was Future Shock, so it's one where okay. I ended up training now. So mm-hmm. um, just, I ended up finding there, and I just uh, turned 16, and I was like, 
asking um, about the treatment, and they're like, yeah, okay, but I don't know how regular we'll be able to take you because it's, because um, we'd be in the middle of rush hours to try and get there. Yeah. And it's, it's about a half an hour journey. Um, so it's not too long, but in rush hour, it gets a bit, a bit frantic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so my first training session was uh, at the very old Futures Performance Centre. And then yeah, from there... Oh, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, because obviously, did, did you then move about to different... Obviously, when you were at Future Shock, did you then obviously move down to the one in Runcorn? Was that how you so got what, to there? Yeah, what happened was um, I went out shopping one day to uh, Winchford. I went to pick something up with, uh, with my mum. I ended mm-hmm. up going into... Um, TX on my own, it's like, yeah, you go do whatever you need to do, and I went off, and um, I ended up talking to a fella in there, and he was like, oh, I was talking about wrestling, I remember I was, I was getting something, I think I might have been getting a game or something like that, and I ended up talking about wrestling, and um, he was like, oh, there's a, there's a school that's opening up down the road, and I was like, oh, okay, so going to Winchester was uh, the uh, was where the other school for the, the Runcon school was. Mm-hmm. So going there. And um yeah, it was just off the off chance of going into um going into CEX and someone in there told me that there was being a school <laughs> and it was there so I ended up ended up moving to Winter, which is um <clears throat> a bit a bit close but it was easier to um to get to because it was always on a Sunday. So yeah. Um, like traffic's dead to go on a Sunday morning, nobody's about, so it's just easy to get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine that. So was that where did you have your first match up in Runcorn? Was that was that where you kind of like started started with? Yeah, yeah. How was yeah. how was your first match? How how was your first match? Can you remember what it, like who it was against and what it was um, like to build up? The first match that I did was a rumble for uh, in Runcorn and. Um, Basically, I had ordered gear because we were all really impressed because I was a 16-year-old um, baby-faced lad. Yeah. Like, oh, you're, you're going to be a baby-faced, you're going to be a face, uh, this, this, and this. Like, there's no way um, you're going to get booked as a heel. So I had ordered um, tights that looked like the Flash, you know, like uh, the Flash is a comic book character. It was just yeah. the same as his, his, his tights. So I had ordered them, but they hadn't come inside. So I had to borrow um, a singlet from uh, Disciple, if people speak in Yeah. Um, I had to borrow a singlet from him and tuck the straps in so they looked like trunks. I had these really <laughs> chunky um, red kit pads on. And I'd love to say, oh yeah, yeah I, look, I look great. I was like, no, no, it was very, very makeshift and yeah. show-esque coming out trying to be... Um, trying to be confident in what I was doing, but 16-year-old me, who'd not really done much performance before then, was like, right, let's go for it, let's have it. <laughs> I think it did all right, though, considering. Yeah, I think that, I think that's, from from seeing most people who start up, and it does seem like probably the best way to do it, is, is to kind of blood, like, your first match as a rumble, because it does not, that kind of pressure yeah. to go out and perform, you can kind of blend into the crowd, and there's... You can do like little bits and like kind of pop it, pop in and out. Where obviously, if you're in a one-on-one match, you've got to remember all your spots, and obviously, you're probably shitting it to begin with <laughs> that you've got a new, you've, you've got a match coming up and stuff like that. But I think think rumbles 
I prefer to see new people in the rumble because you don't you don't see any like kind of the mistakes that they make, and if they do make any, it kind of like you don't notice it because there's that much going on. And I think there's a lot more there's a lot more for them to be like forgiven with. Um, so do you remember your first like one on one match um, that you had, and who was that with? Um, I think it was, I think it was just for a while. Um, and I think it was against. I think it was um, uh, Riley Jacks, who uh, I think is now now retired, but excuse me if I'm wrong. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I think it was against him. I think I think it went all right from what I remember, because a lot of my early matches were tag matches. Right. Okay. And uh, so it was a lot of um, just just tags against um, other teams at the time, and we were kind of just being led along and right. This is what you've got to do, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. We had we had our first match, and that that went went okay. It wasn't too bad. Well, okay. Could could have been better, obviously, but as the first match goes, it, it wasn't too bad. No, and it's always a little starting base, and it's always something to build off. Now you yeah. just mentioned as well. Obviously, you were in tags. Was that the was that the was that the start of the front line with uh, Jackson Clare, or was that with other, was that with someone else? Uh, that was with someone else. That was uh, the early iteration of um, Proc Pack. Okay. He went, he went on to uh, leave after that, but uh, he didn't last very long. But we started around the same time. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, was, I was tagging tagging with him a lot, um, and that that went from there. And then once. Um, they left. I was kind of left on my own for a little bit, and then we got more people into the Fox Pack, which is, um, and then we ended up, I think it was me, it was Matt, Matt Fox, yeah. Casey Rose, uh, and then we had Jackson Clare, and we had Kay Lynch in there as well. Okay. And me, Kay Lynch, became a tag together, and um, he was, he was basically like, um, what his whole thing was, he was the prodigy, so he was like the prodigy of Matt Fox kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and him tagged together, so I was the loud mouth uh, heel, and he was like the shock. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he, <was the> <laughs> he just he got shit done, kind of thing. But he, yeah, he, he was the kind of like you know, like Nightwing and Damian Wayne kind of thing. That's how I always kind of look at it. Um, like Batman's son, Damian Wayne, and then Nightwing's adopted son, kind of thing, hanging out. Yeah. But they yeah. were like fully sure eye to eye of ones that this like hardened assassin that wants to be like, I don't give a fuck what we do, I just want to kick shit out of someone. And yeah, then yeah. I'm just like that kind of Nightwing Spider Man crawling quips as we go. And he's like, <laughs> shut up, just, just shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's. No, I- no, I was gonna say no. I get that. It's like yeah, I get that. Because I, I've seen, I think I've seen a couple of your your laser tag matches when you were obviously wear the front line and that. And yeah, you can obviously your yours and Jack's kind of like persona. You were like kind of. I think I, I don't know. I think that you must have more grew into like the the loudmouth kind of thing because Jack looks more like the silence. Like if you look at me wrong, I'll I'll, I'll fucking chin you, but. Where you were like, I don't care who it, who, it, who kind of approaches me, I'll I'll stand up to anyone. I might be might be small, might be slim in stature, like, but I'll stand up to anyone. And you've got that loud mouth who just doesn't know when to kind of like 
shut up and it'll get you in trouble kind of thing. Because after I think I've seen a few matches and I don't even remember if you've actually remember this at all. And it was <laughs> it was Tommy who put me up to it as well. He was like, make sure you go for Lance when you see him. You'll be sitting in the front row. Make sure you go for him. Stand up to him and square. Stand up to him and square up to him as well when he's a uh, when he comes up to you. And I did because I was I'm not asked. I, I know it was a family show, but it was a uh, it was one of them. I think you come up and you see him. I think you, obviously your your thing was the number one. Um, yeah. I I think I think I was shouting like number ten or number because I think that was from the from the Babyface app. Is that what is that where that number one kind of originated from? You were wanting to be the number no, one. On. No, it originated well before that because um, me and me and Kay were going we were going for tag titles. All right, okay. And, um, we were in a number one contenders match, and I'd mm-hmm. kind of been saying it beforehand, like it was kind of just building its way into what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. Kind of just just cemented it. We we had a number one contenders match and it ended in a draw in a double countdown. Okay. So we were building towards like. Um, building towards like a multi-tag match kind of thing, but the the other tag team couldn't make it to a number of shows after that, so it kind of just fell on me in case to be the number one contenders. Yeah. So it just became a thing of me going, "Oh, we're number one. We're the number one contenders. We're number <laughs> one." And that's that's where that came from. Ah, right. So okay. And then it just kind of stuck with me because, well. I'm number one, aren't I? I'm I'm the best. <laughs> well, it's debatable, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not debatable. What do you mean debatable? <laughs> I'm, I'm number one at WrestleMania, wasn't that as well? You are, mate. I see you. You are, mate. You know what I mean? In Lance, we believe in that. You know what I mean? So exactly. I think that was the the the, uh, the hashtag that was starting after Sunday, and that we believe in we believe in Lance, and that I was uh, a yeah. I, I was chuckling. That was uh, it. Was quite funny. So to be fair, that that, that that's what I want to talk about that match in a bit because um, that was that was a fucking nuts match. Um, do you know what? No, we'll talk about it now because like we're to be starting. So that red light, green light. Before, like, before that match started, did you guys kind of have a clue of how it was going to pan out or what the what the rules were going into it on how it was going to work? That was my edge moment, you know, with the money in the <laughs> I was just yeah. going, what the fuck are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be, this is going to be difficult. <laughs> yeah, but I was determined I... to make it work. It did work, to be fair, do you know what? It was one of the, one of the best matches on the card and it, I, I, I was sitting there going, like, how's this match going to work? Like, what if someone's, like, mid-air cross-body and someone all of a sudden and they show a fucking red light and they like, oh, fuck's he freezing mid-air? You know, I was like, how are they going to do it? <laughs> I was like, you know, you're just thinking all these scenarios and you're like going, like, what if they do that? And that, how are they going to do that? And it's just like, but you know what? I think it worked that, obviously, Mr. Williams was calling the red light, green light, and he was catching it in spots and that, which were uh, good. And the, uh, the spot where the, you and Lucy Sky was... Uh, was comical, mate. Some of the faces you were pulling was uh, was awesome. Like that, I say, I say that, and I think um, was it drill had you up in the in a suplex. Oh, when drill drill went to suplex, mate. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, he, and he had you up for about a minute and a half, and I was like, fucking hell, and he, and then he obviously. <laughs> well, the fucking disco ball that was above it—I thought that's that's gonna come down. Someone's gonna end up kicking that because then when you went up, the legs went up, and I was like, "He's nearly touching the ceiling." Like, 
the disco ball was right underneath us, and I thought that doesn't take the kick, and it's going to come down on someone. But no, it was a good match, mate, and obviously looking forward to seeing what happens in 361 days now, is it? 361 yeah, days. 361 days. For when this I think, goes out, it might be 360. Yeah, yeah, it'll be 360 when this goes out, yeah, no, definitely. So, the, so I think, that is, is that a thing that Pete's going to try and do every day, just keep uh, throwing a post out for 360-odd days of counting down to when it's, uh, when it's going to be Lance's time? Gonna be my time. Um, whoever the champion is at the time, I'm telling you now, I'm gonna beat him. I'm gonna beat him. Doesn't, doesn't matter, does it? At the end of the day, no. mate. Yeah. It could be, it could be Warren, it could be Dan, it could be Cam, it could be Scott. I don't, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna beat him. Could, <laughs> could be Alexis. It could be Alexis, and I'll beat her as well. Do you know what, man? Nah? That would be if they done that, the, like, and drop the title on her. That would be a, uh, it would be kind of cool like, for her to. To take the title off one of them, but it's one I of them. I like to mention uh, my. You remember the Triple H shoot interview that he did with um, Jim Ross? When yeah, yeah. And Triple being at the bottom of the bar- barrel and all this. That's how. Yeah, yeah. Where I feel like we're going here. <laughs> yeah, it does, and that's it, and that's like that's what it's it's kind of building up to. Obviously, you've been held back for so long, and now it's it's kind of your time. You've got that. You've got that number one shot now. Um, in a year's time, so. You've got that time to plan and prepare on how it's how it's going to come up, and I'm looking forward to it. I don't need to plan and prepare. They need to plan and prepare for me. There you go. There you go. Say no more. Say no more. So <laughs> talk, talking about obviously a few of the things that you've done. Just looking back, and obviously looking at your social media over the, the past year or so, you have been able to obviously you've got around to quite a few promotions. Obviously looking at the likes of uh, TNT, Wrestle Island, OPW, WAW. Um, Kingdom of Wrestling. Um, I know there was one that you must have been devastated that you've not been able to get, which was PW All Stars. Because um, I know that was it the second time that was cancelled. Um, uh, yeah, it, I wasn't on the first time, but yeah, the second time round um, when I when I got asked to do it, that was uh, absolutely devastating because it would have been my yeah. first time going out there. Ah, right, so you've already been... I didn't realise you'd already... Had you already been off to, to, to Belgium before to wrestle for them, yeah. was it? Yeah, so they have, um, they have their, like, kind of academy shows and then they have their main shows. So yeah, they yeah. were me, uh, Casey Kane and uh, Rabbit Riley all went out uh, for one of their academy shows. Okay. Got invited over uh, just before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just before. So we got out there and we were asking questions like, Oh, how are you dealing with coronavirus over here? <laughs> and we were like, oh, it's, it's not great. And we were like, oh, okay, well, as long as you don't go into some kind of lockdown, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone was thinking, yeah, it'd be like two or three weeks if it does go into lockdown. Fucking yeah. 18 months or two years later, still talking about this shit, you know what I mean? And, it's, uh, and it could be another lockdown after Christmas, they be reckon as well, another two, three week break, circuit breaker to try and kill off what's going on at the moment, like, which is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it is, it's awful. Yeah, it's one of them. It's 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 hard. Like obviously, it's you don't want to do it, but obviously, then you're thinking, well, it's the welfare of not just yourself, it's other people, isn't it? So you yeah. kind of it's, you kind of have to sit your your own kind of things of thinking, well, can't it be just all about me. I need to think about other people's welfare as well, kind of thing, which is exactly yeah. Which is what it is because at the end of the day. Passing it on, it's, well, you yeah. can't just you can pass it on to one person. Do they pass it on after that? Yeah, and that's it as well. And I say it could be someone elderly and they don't survive and like, it could be all because you've passed it on and it's it's not it's not even worth thinking about it to be fair it's, no. uh, 
it's a horrible thing to be thinking about. So, obviously, you're going, obviously digressing a little bit. I wanted to go back to talk about because I know it's a it's been a, it was a big part um, for yourself. Obviously, with you, Jack and Stacey. Yeah. Uh, how did that alliance and obviously the front line come about? Um, so it came uh, just after, so when I came back from uh, Breaking Mindful, mm-hmm. it, in the meantime, um, we started a, we started a story with Kay Lake, so obviously he was my tag partner, but he'd been um, also wrestling under a mask as the Golden Tigers. So it was okay. kind of, so uh, during a match with uh, Jackson Clare, he got revealed that he was the Golden Tigers, he got his mask pulled off and everyone was like, oh, holy shit. What thought? <laughs> so that started to build from there, and um, I was cutting promos with a broken ankle, proper <laughs> Bret Hart style, sat there. Yeah. Um, so I sat there. We couldn't afford a wheelchair. I stood there and took <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so it started. Basically, we did a box pack challenge where so we, first when I came back from my broken ankle, he wrestled me, beat me. Um, and then he wrestled Jack and he beat Jack and then he got to Matt and this was all so basically how it was all played out was it was Matt's idea to do this it was like you want mm-hmm. to get to, to me you've got to go through everybody else kind of thing yeah, yeah. so then he got to Matt and he wrestled Matt and he beat Matt in, this, in the main event of the film so then we, we had a promo where we were like right we're, we're sick of your ideas we're sick of what you're coming up with Mm-hmm. This time, basically, it was like a proper uh, Jose Mourinho, Paul Pogba moment. That's how I always look at it. <laughs> and it's like, right, we're, we're, we're sick of your ideas, we're sick of how you're treating us. It's time for you to pack it in, kind of thing. So, from there, me and Jack um, basically kicked Matt out of his own group. He said, Right, we've had enough of this, you're gone. Uh, had a big heated promo between the three of us. And then, um, yeah, so then it was just me and Jack and Stacey together. And we had to come up with a name, and well, we came with Frontline. Um, after a long talk in the pub, which uh, we got a suggestion of um, a football hooligan firm, I think it's Middlesbrough, who are also known as Frontline. All right, okay. Yeah, so we stole it from them. All right, I didn't know, I didn't know that that's where that was. I didn't, never heard of, obviously, Middlesbrough front line, so yeah, not that's that's kind of cool. I say it was, it always looked like the the three is just always just instantly gelled. I think I'd seen a, a, about three or four. I've caused a few matches on on like the likes of YouTube and stuff like that. But yeah. especially you and Jack, and it's unfortunate. Obviously, I don't know whether he, I don't know whether he actually retired. He's actually come out and said he's retired, or he took a break from from wrestling. Um, from what from what I know, he's he's uh, in retirement. He is retiring because. That's another thing as well. He, the amount of weight he shed and he looks ripped to death compared to yeah. what he compared to what he was before he was wrestling. And you're thinking he's now got the wrestler's body, and then you go, I don't want to wrestle no more. Which is it is obviously it's entirely his decision. And I obviously I seen some of his posts about his obviously his mental health, which is that comes first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I tried, so, to, I tried to get him back, but um, to no avail at the moment. But just keep, just, just keep prodding, just keep prodding yeah. at me, I'm sure. Yeah, because it, it, it's one of them. It's a, 
Yeah, and that's it. You could you could tell it didn't look like anything was kind of forced. Everything always flowed in the match, and he's always knew where he's where he's where at any one time. And then it 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 showed. Um, and then obviously that's why obviously he's held the titles in run corner and stuff like that for a long time and stuff like that. And it was um, no, it was it was it was a decent. And that's what I wanted just to get because you and Stacey haven't obviously kind of like carried that on into kind of you guys have went like your separate ways and just carried on and. Um, the front line is completely finished now, is that right? Um, me and Stacey were uh, together at a few places still. Um, the Kingdom of Wrestling was still, was still together. Uh, I believe we're still together at Pro Wrestling for you as well. Okay. Um, so we are we are still together and like any chance we get we are we are together. We still travel to shows together and everything like that. It's just, okay. uh, and it's just a matter of time really before we're together again on shows. We've had, yeah, I'd like to say we have we have a few. But it's only a matter of time before we're still well, we're more together everywhere else. Yeah, which which is good. I could say she's she she she's an awesome wrestler, um, and she's an awesome manager as well. She always she's one of them. She's one of them dirty managers who knows how to. Who's got every little trick in the book of obviously whipping legs when people are bouncing off ropes and distracting their for reasons. She's got the got a decent ring psychology of being able to. She knows she knows what she's doing at any one time. Yeah. That you know what I mean. Which is good. And it, yeah, she's awesome. I say, I think I think she put a picture up. I don't know how long ago it was. Um, showing I think 2019 to 2021 and the difference, um, of what she looks like now and stuff like that is. Uh, she's obviously changed the uh, a look and stuff like that, and she looks like she looks more more the part now than what she did. Um, especially like obviously with the ring attire and stuff like that it looks. Looks a lot better than that, so yeah, no, it's yeah, uh, it's decent. Ring, uh, new ring gear, right? That's incredible. Yeah, it does, and it and it and it and it just suits it. it. Just it just I think it just puts that little bit of like the icing on the cake. It kind of finishes it finishes it off what what she was trying to like. Obviously, what she's trying to achieve in that. So no, it's decent. Obviously, that's something I'm going to probably look at. Obviously, reaching out to her to obviously have a little chat in that as well. See what we can obviously get yeah. um, get done in that. Now, just going forward, um, obviously, I know you've got a match. The beginning of the year um, for OPW against Ryan Hunter. Um, do yeah for their championship. Are you looking forward to it? Is that that team? That's a, is that the uh, TNT VIP? Is that the VIP? Um, yeah, one of the VIP matches, isn't it? Yeah, so it's a, it's a VIP match for for TNT. Uh, it's currently meant to be on the uh, the sixth of January, depending on all all lockdown and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, by the time. Yeah. December comes down next year. I'll have a, I'll have two titles. Two titles. Lance two yeah. titles, innit? Lance two belts. That's what we're going to call you. Innit? Just get all the, all the belts. Take well, them all. That's what it is. It's finally time to become a belt collector, isn't it, really? That's it. Become the Will Ospreay of um, British wrestling, mate. That's what it is. Just collect all them belts, mate. That's what no, it's all no, about. I'm gonna be got more gold than uh... Mr. T. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I pity the fool. But yeah, no, it's uh, I wanted just to go with this one of the kind of this one of the kind of like gimmicky things on the on the podcast that I started with um, Tommy the other day. So I wanted to ask you um, if you could wrestle anyone anywhere, who would it be? Uh, anyone anywhere ever or uh, yeah, uh, no. Retired, dead, Ooh. whatever you want. It's it's entirely up to you. 
and why? Oh, um, yeah, I'd love to wrestle the rock. Okay. I think that that'd be that'd be crazy. That'd just be for me. But then I think about like who would be from like a creativity standpoint and like what you could do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I always think like either Owen Hart or Sean or Kenny Omega. And I think that that Kenny Omega, what what would you want to do kind of thing, would be fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Because watching yeah. his matches and you look at what he does, and like the mad mad shit that he just pulls out, like where he's wrestled a beast and he's just talking a, yes. a, a rana to the floor. You think, fucking hell, like what what isn't he willing to do? Exactly. Yeah, some of his matches oh. are just insane. Oh, yeah. For the, like the last four or five years, especially from New Japan up until where he is now, like he's just he just keeps hitting levels and just keeps taking it and raising the bar every time he gets in the ring. It's just ridiculous. Like some of the stuff he's doing at the moment. His storytelling over those matches with Okada is un- yeah. unbelievable. Like if you watch all of his matches back to back, first it'll take up like six days, but. <laughs> um, it's it's insane. The things like the little callbacks they do and like how it goes from the first match where they're just feeling each other out to the to the match at the G one where they start off a million miles an hour because they've only yeah. got what is it like a forty five minute time limit or something like that. Yeah. And they're going like right to this bit like an hour match into thirty minutes and it's like fucking hell. Yeah, and you just like, that, like you you blink and you feel like you've missed something and you're like shit. I need to go back and rewatch what I've just missed because something clearly has happened. Yeah, and then the the last one of um, the two out of three falls. Mhm. Fucking hell, that match is, is unreal. Like it, it had me on the edge of, edge of my seat. That I was, I remember that day like vividly because it was I had my I broke my leg, and I remember watching it live before I went to um to a show. Um, I sat there in my room watching it, and I remember it was the first time in years that I, and I had when my broken leg jumped up when somebody won. I was, I was, I was like, fucking hell, I can't believe he's actually won, because the commentators made made that match, yeah, like, as well. Because they were saying when when Okada got the first ball, and they were just going, Okada's not been. Uh, pinned once in the last year, let alone twice. I was like, "Fucking hell, how's he gonna do it?" Like, how's he gonna do that? Yeah, yeah. Genuinely gripped me, and it it felt like I was watching like a tense game of football, like watching watching United. And I was like, "Oh my god, how are we gonna do this?" Like, like when United go away to City, and they're like, "Oh, the, the twenty three games unbeaten, and United just turn up and Luke Shaw buries it in the bottom corner." And I was like, "What the fuck? How have we done this?" Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's one of the. I'm not a massive fan of talking about United, mate. I, I was going to stop you right there the minute you started talking about that shit, because like, I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> as you can uh, tell, I'm a. As you can always tell, I'm a red light. So yeah, talking about that shit, mate. To be fair, and it is. He's a bit. Do you know what? I, I was I was saying to Tommy the other day. I was like, I'm going to get him on, and I'm going to like because I knew you were a United fan, and I was like, I'm going to give him some shit about him. You know, let's just like. Fuck it, let's just let's just go down that road. Of, and I, I thought he might mention it first before I have to get the chance to mention it. And if he does, sound because then it'll open the door for me to just 
go in and like let's just let's just talk about how good United have been. We said like in the last like few years now because Ollie's not at the wheel no more, which is unfortunate because like that was a that was a comical three years. Um, hey, he did pretty well to be fair. Like the, the shit he got left. Made the money he spent and the amount of the. The players that he added that at the club, especially when he left the the, the players he like oh, he'd yeah. left. When he players when he left, left like well, this year. He came should... into oh yeah, the club. yeah the the yeah it was a idea. Yeah, they were bad and he, he has he has built something, but he was just never he was just never that manager to to take you to the next level at all. Like he was one of them. He was always going to be the stopgap. But I think I think now I think the last obviously couple of weeks with obviously having the breaks and then you've obviously had a few uh, is it is it two weeks now you've not played for? Um yeah. I think that will help. Um Regnick um obviously trying to implement his kind of style of play on what he wants to do because it seems to have done that with a uh, Conte at Spurs um and it showed against us they were they 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 give us a decent game like to be fair. Um I thought they were gonna beat you. I did to be fair. Yeah I did to be fair. I say they they they, they considering Spurs haven't done a fucking thing all season, and I think Kane scored one goal in the Premier League all, all season as well. It was only a yeah. matter of time that they were going to do something against us because, like, that's just the way it happens. Like, but I think having that break where they goals Kane. I I'm you can never convince me that Fred's a Brazilian. I'm not having it. Like, he's robbed no. he's robbed he's robbed the Brazilian passport off someone and stuck his picture on it. I'm not having it. Do you know what? It's it's funny because he did the same thing last season because he was fucking awful. <laughs> and then we'll get a big game and then we're all going, what the fuck is this? Like, he this, finds yeah. a Brazilian passport like twice a year and then we all believe for a bit that he's fucking close. Because <laughs> he did it against Everton. I remember when we beat him. Who know we beat him? And Cavani. Oh, it was 3-1. Cavani, Bruno and Bruno scored two. And I remember him just fucking their whole life up. Like this is when Everton were playing really well, when they were like second yeah. in the league. And he, I remember he just turned up and he was just like, "Yeah, and what? This is what I fucking do." And we're all like, "Hold on, no, it's fucking not." You are. <laughs> and then he did it again the other week, and I was like, "Hold on, how, why do you just turn up to like two fixtures out of the year?" Because the season before he was doing fucking roulettes against City when we beat him. I was like, yeah. "Hold on." Like he just, I don't know. The, like he gets his brother to play like twice a year. <laughs> he gets his brother to play. Yeah, he is a, he is shocking. I say you've got, like, you've got some quality players, but then you've also got some shocking players and that. To be fair, and somewhat like Leicester, absolutely pulled your pants down to get a fucking up. Oh, like how how that blockhead cost ninety million is is beyond me. Like it's just. It's just, it's just metal. Like I don't get it at all. Like how we got, how we cost ninety million. Like it's just, like I don't know. I just don't get it at all. Like I it's think so that's right with with him. People seem to forget that last season. People say, well, he was statistically as well as like on the eye was one of the best centre halves in the league. <laughs> and it. then, well, he got in. The, he was. I think he's one of the only players in ever to get in. World Cup team of the tournament, the Europa League team of the tournament, and then the Euros t- team of the tournament all got it back to back. That's crazy. It isn't it? Like yeah, he was watching that. Needs to put like 
fucking hell, like Stevie Wonder could see that he that he should never go anywhere near them fucking them first like that the them first elevens and that because that's that's metal. I, I didn't know that's that to be fair. That's a that that is a mad start if that's the case. Like that is that's a bit crazy. Um, as well, like like all United fans were saying, if he played in the Europa League final, th- we would have won. And then as well, when you watch the Euros, how good he was then. Ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, it is madly, but you got yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a bit mad life to be fair. I say, and I'm just I'm just happy that because I, I hate going I hate going to play uh, go to play United because we for some reason go and play United and just figure out to fucking play play football and we'll be fl- <laughs> we were flying like we we've been flying the last few times we've gone to play and then we turn up at Old Stafford and go hey can we pass the ball to each other because like. We forgot how to do that, and then we end up getting battered. And usually, be on the worst run in the world, and go and then turn us over. And we're like, ah, fuck, that happened. And then, obviously, for that to happen the last time was just, pff, mate, that was, that was that was unreal. Like, that I was, was I was with uh, Tom that day. We were wrestling at WAW, and um, so we were putting the ring down. And I'm there having like arguing with him. Like, oh, we're doing it today. Don't worry, like, we're gonna we're gonna batter you. Ronnie's scoring a minor winner. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone has it on the iPad. They're taking down the ring and I'm running back and forth taking the ring down it and on the iPad. I'm going, What's the score? What's the score? He's like, Oh, it's nil nil. So I take take the parts out for the ring to the van. Feel my own vibrate and like I'm scoring it, I'm scoring it. I, I feel it in the clock. One nil, no seller. I'm like, so I go back in, I'm like, oh, it's all right, we'll turn it around. It's what we did last season. We did it every, like nearly every game last season. We need to yeah. we're win some one. Phone buzzes, right, we scored. Here we go. I think with Bruno Fernandes, we scored. <laughs> and then it was three. It was, oh, mate, it was, it was unbelievable. Like, you just watch it and you're just like, fucking hell. Like, 4 0 at half time, and it was just like, I don't know. It was it was just it was mad. Like it was proper. It was the most mentalist game. Like it was just it was crazy. I got that day it was more than I got on my birthday. <laughs> Which is yeah. It, I don't know. Is that sad or is that is that still is that kind of funny I still? No, it was just so many people in support of Liverpool just messaging me that. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Have you seen this? Have you seen this? And it just wouldn't stop. Like, <laughs> uh, I had a friend, he was, um, he was on holiday, and he uh, texted me, oh, what, what's the score, what's the score? And I went, don't make fucking oh, oh, no, honestly, I don't know it. And I went, oh, no. oh what a shock. <laughs> and I went, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> and I shared uh-huh. the morning on my Facebook. Um, it was a meme, and it was like, Someone's like text them. It's like got the phone of the background is like Fergie with the, the Premier League, and it's it's like someone's text to say, "Why the fuck are you suing at twelve o'clock at night? Would you shut the fuck?" And I captioned it, <laughs> "This is going to be me tonight when we win." That <laughs> <laughs> uh, post is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I'll have to go. I'll have to go and find that post. Is that on Facebook? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't delete it because I was like. No, no, no. no, you've got to just take it, haven't you? I suppose. Yeah. You've had, had, had so much fucking joy against us in the past, so a little well, bit of a... 
the thing I always say to, to my mates and support the recording things and shit is like, you know what, we may be shit now, but at least I didn't have to wait 30 years for a league title. Yeah, that's one of them, and it? it's just, it is what it is. And there's, not, and there's not much we can say about it, that's one of them. We just go, oh, yeah, fair enough. But, you have to take it, yeah. don't you? you go, yeah. That's it. But now we've won that league title, and we've still got six European Cups as well, so in that time we've won. You know what? We've won another... that's, that's great and all, but that's only the same amount as Cristiano, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but that man's just unbelievable, to be fair. Like, he is. Man, yeah. I, mm, no, no. Second, you can't like. If Messi wasn't there, mate, yeah, he would be hundred percent. But it, then that's uh, Messi. To be fair, he's like, a mad stat for you, actually. That for um, on Twitter this afternoon, um, Ronaldo has more goals this season than Messi has on target in the league. Messi's had, <laughs> Messi's had twelve shots on target. For Paris Saint Germain, Ronaldo scored 13 goals. That's a bit crazy. That's a bit nuts. So, this is what I mean when I say Ronaldo's clear of him. How he won the Ballon d'Or yeah. is oh, beyond me. Yeah. Uh, that award is just like, how Lewandowski never won that award is just like, it's just mental. It's just like, like I've I seen something not long after that was posted, and it was like, if if you could only win the award once, um, That's bad, isn't it? who, like, who, and the amount of players that would have won it, if you can only win the Ballon d'Or once, which it should that that should be the thing. If you won it once, you shouldn't be able to win it again. It's a like like one of them. But I just think like it's and for Salah to be voted seventh was just like what the seven players better than him. Like how yeah, Jorginho finished below below Man. Yeah, like, how Oh. <laughs> Al Jorginho was getting put into the thing I'm like oh he wasn't he's not even the best player in the Chelsea team he wasn't the best player in the fucking Italian team I'm like why is he getting why is he getting mentioned I'm like, <laughs> why, like am I on another planet like why is he like why is he getting mentioned as like he should be winning the Ballon d'Or I'm like there's better players the in, worst, the, in the ch- the worst thing the ch- about it is that he's, he is a good player but because I mean, he's a good player just, yeah he's just he's good that's it <laughs> Yeah, like, he's a good player, but he's he shouldn't be anywhere near that Ballon d'Or shout. Like, for the like, considering Kovacic is better than him. Yeah. Does yeah does. I, I, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, it is Madeline. We've digressed a little bit, which is fine. I'm not I'm not too fussed about talking footy on a wrestling podcast. That doesn't bother me at all. Just the last thing before we go. Um, okay. I didn't what was? No, we were mate. No, I. <laughs> I'm, do you know what, mate? I'm having a, I'm, I'm having a blasty bit, and the hours flew over. Like, it's just like it's probably just breezed through. We've gone like it's gone there quick. After the stuff, I haven't even asked. I've got loads to ask, which is good because it means I can get you on again to continue uh, talking oh, in the yeah, future. Yeah, I'm for part two. We can, we can, we can yeah. go straight into it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> two part podcast. Two part podcast, mate. Yeah, definitely. The um, what I wanted to ask you is. What's your what have you got? Like, what are your main plans or your main goals for 2022? Apart from winning the two, apart from winning the two titles, um, the beginning of the end of the year, but apart from that, what are you wanting to? That is a big goal of mine is to is to hold some kind of title next year. That that is a big goal because um because I held I held a few at Runcorn. 
that'd be a, that'd be nice to out to get one away from there so I can you know, we can talk about it more. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, but I think just getting getting out there more, wrestling more people. And a big thing that I want to do is uh, is wrestle further down south as well, just to get my name out there more. Mhm. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to wrestle up in Scotland as well. Would you got like what the likes of ICW and stuff? Is that is that something that you'd be like as, or I mean, just anywhere up in Scotland? If they if they wanted <laughs> yeah. me to, I'd be I'd, I'd be more than happy to go up to ICW, but just just anywhere really, just just to get my name out there more. Just, just get your branch. name out a bit more. Yeah, just just to branch yeah. further along. Obviously, it's difficult with. Um, with COVID and everything, but it'd be it'd be nice to migrate a little bit further down down south just so people can know who you are. Know, well, know who I am, and then obviously further. Oh well, away, every, well, everyone everyone knows who you are, mate. You know what I mean? If, if people don't know who you are, mate, they're sleeping, then they're sleeping well, on you. You know what I mean? So well, exactly. Everyone, of course, knows who I am, but people down south need to witness the greatness that is Manchuvera. Definitely, mate. Well, yeah, witness for. Witness first, and you know what I mean. I know you can't deprive the entirety of the United Kingdom, can you? No, you can't, mate. You definitely can't. Oh. <laughs> Which is no, so that that's not that that that's decent. That obviously just obviously I noticed obviously you've done wrestling for WAW, which is uh, to me it's one of the biggest, if not, I'd say it's on par with some of the biggest promotions in um, Britain. Obviously with the Knights and stuff like that behind yeah. them. How was it wrestling? Them. I know obviously they weren't there because it was more like the camp, wasn't it? That you were wrestling, yeah. and you were wrestling with. I think I spoke to this with Tommy as well. You were wrestling against Tommy as well. Um, I at did the on time. the second one that I did, yeah, and then uh, on the first one I wrestled uh, Brian Davidson. All right, okay, so yeah, we've got Brian on next week as well, which is a little plug. So tune in next week to uh, listen to me and the Ronan Brian Davidson. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Paul Dino, he'll have you for that. Um, if you see my Instagram and my and my Twitter, I um, I have called him a lot worse than just Paul Dino, <laughs> and I've done no, a lot worse him, to him as well. <laughs> no, I have seen it to be fair. So, how, how was it wrestling? Did you get to actually see any of the nights there at all, or were they was um, were, were they non-existent for either no, time? No, they, they weren't there. So, um. It was being it was being run by uh, their their guys who'd uh, come up the night before from Norwich, um, mm. so that was a that was a hell of a drive for them, uh, and then they had to drive back in the afternoon as well. So I was like, fucking hell, they had a long day. Yeah, it's uh, a rough yeah, day. it was it was just it was it was a fun experience, like getting to to wrestle for them. It was mm. it's always great, and then I remember me and um, me and Brian walked into. Uh, to the to the venue and we saw the size of the stage. <laughs> Me and him just looked at each other like, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's fucking massive. Yeah, I suppose you're probably used to like two or three steps and then you're probably in the ring, aren't you? With most most venues you go to. Um well, yeah, you don't get much of it a... most venues have got got a nice nice stage going on. But then like so thinking about it, like the biggest one I'd wrestled to like come out of um, to that point was the one for, for Odyssey, and I, they've got the two screens yeah. on them, and I was thinking, oh, that's well cool. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Wrestle Island's got the 
the old WCW-esque ramp where it goes straight to the ring. But yeah, yeah. I've got a picture of it, um, but it's like the proper proper Pontins uh, stage because that's where this camp show was. Yeah, and it was just like, fucking hell, that is that's huge. Like it was, it felt like you're on like some kind of like TV show, and it's like, whoa, what's going on here? Like it's got a big yeah. oval arch across it and a big screen at the top, and you're a bit like, oh. Yeah, okay. Let's let's have it today. We're having it. Yeah, I suppose it's probably good as well because obviously most times you don't get that you don't get to kind of flaunt and go and kind of express yourself as much because you you are so close to the ring with most like most, like the majority of venues. So you kind of do a little bit and then you kind of in the ring. So but obviously it must have been good to be able to get out and express yourself a bit more and be a bit more free on the stage and be able to like bounce up and down and stuff like that and. I can imagine it being a little bit better than... Oh, I always, always um, make sure I express myself on the stage. Like, I, I always make sure I turn around <laughs> so I can be with my daughter in public. Your daughter and uh, the adoring women. Not yeah, so much the, the fellas. Do you do? Of course do, mate. Yeah, the fellas also the... as well. How do you think I get yeah, rid of all the... my merch? <laughs> there you go, mate. There you go. Quickly, before we go as well, do you want to plug your uh, social media? Yeah, of course. Um, so you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lance underscore Barry. You can find me on Facebook at Lance Barry Point Wisdom. And then you can also buy your Lance Barry merchandise at Lance12.com. Awesome, mate. I'll put all. <laughs> you do, mate. You do. <laughs> you do, indeed, mate. That's, that's it. You know, that's, take, that's the. Uh... I take pride in that. But that's 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 that, that's all the uh, the professional about you, mate. You know what I mean? Not just a professional wrestler, you're a professional in everything you do. A lot of times I've heard people go, oh, um, right, let me just find the socials, and I'm just like, no, 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 no. I've got mine, memorised. There you go, mate. Down to an art form at this point. Happy days, mate, that's it, and that's it, you know what I mean, it's one of them, it's you, obviously, as long as you've gotten there, bang on hand, mate, there's no scrambling about going, um, 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 where is everything, you know what I mean, you know what's off your head, and then it makes it, makes it a little bit more seamless, and bit more steam you know what I mean so no I'll put all them in the uh, in the descriptions and hopefully they'll go they'll go as hyperlinks this time because for some reason Tommy's didn't even though they were showing in the description um for some, I don't know why but oh yeah, mate it was doing me Instagram does it so like you'll put it oh. you'll put the uh, URL like on your post or whatever yeah and like it's all you look at it and then it'll just not be hyperlinked or something it'll just be like the link yeah and you're like, why? Why can't you? Yeah, that's what it's done. So all my like me, me, I put my Twitter and my Facebook on the Instagram to the yeah. uh, podcasts, and it was like I'd obviously gone onto the websites of like rather than using it through the app, I'd gone on directly to like Twitter and pulled off the handles and the web addresses yeah. and put them in, and it was like, nah, fuck that. Don't want to. Don't want to leave them as a hyperlink. I was like, sound okay. But then I pulled me Spotify for the actual podcast and put that in and it saved it as a hyperlink and I'm like, okay. So you kinda just messing me about messing with me head, so um yeah, yeah I don't get it. I don't I feel get like it. Instagram's like an exclusive hub sometimes and it just likes to fuck with you. Yeah. But then other people <laughs> can have really nice things. Yeah, I look at some people's and I'm like how did you get that? And then I'm like, should I message them and go, hey, 
show me what you've done there because I have no idea. Like Chris, I was petting Chris Lavender the other day and I was like, trying to do this with this and use like this order city and he was like that easy mate and I'm like, Well, I can't use it, mate. And I'm not that I'm quite tech savvy to be fair and I just couldn't just couldn't get it. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll have to just play about that a bit more. Um, and obviously find out find out to do because it's just trying to like multi-layer different like bits of audio onto stuff and then it just yeah. wasn't happening every time I was pulling something it was deleting it and I was like whatever I can't be asked it's doing me I did so I just left it and put the podcast yeah, yeah, yeah for months I had it on um, so I, I didn't have it like for months and I saw everyone posting that you can like on the story and read it and it got to the point where I had to email Instagram and was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I got so Can you show off. me a tutorial? I didn't ask him for a tutorial because he just didn't have the sticker. Like, the thing where you press it, ah, I didn't right have so. it. So I got to the point where I was so pissed off with them that I found their customer service email. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to email them. And then all of a sudden, two days later, it turned up and I was like, yeah, that's what I fucking yeah. thought. <laughs> the uh, Mr. Instagram, tell me why I've not got this fucking sticker. <laughs> that's what. That's funny though. That's cool. Oh man, do you know what? It's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Lance. Like, like it's been. I like, you know what? I was actually no, I wasn't saying panicking it, but I was like the first time I was nervous talking to someone because obviously I hadn't met you before. So it's, it's obviously well, I've met you obviously, but not properly to have a chat. So it was a. Uh, yeah. It was good getting to know you a little bit, and so the questions I had written down we barely scratched the surface, mate. So, um, sometime next year, um, sometime next year. Sometime next year. I was about to say, what are you on about next year? Yeah, next year. Sometime next year. Once you pick up your first title, mate, that's when we'll talk. And I'll get you on. You be the first. You you can be the you can be or I'll be your first person you talk to with an exclusive interview about you know your. Uh, are you pick up your first singles title uh, or your I first big mate title? Scrap. And we'll talk about that. I reckon you'd have to scrap Blackie for that because I think he's gonna want me. <laughs> nah, it's alright. <laughs> well, fuck. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I'm only joking, Chris. I haven't. I don't even know. I've, I've only just met. I've, I've only just started to get to know him, and just I'm saying fuck him and that. You know what I mean? I don't know. This is gonna go down. This is gonna go down. Good job. It's fucking beef fun. BBC beef. an absolute pleasure then. Um, yeah, I'll definitely get you on again next year. So great to speak to you. I'm the Playboy Prince of Professional Wrestling, Lance Rivera, and you are listening to the Scouse Wrestling Podcast.